Shameful Dead. This is your host, Doug. And with me this week is Jermaine, fan favorite. <laughs> fan favorite. <laughs> thank uh, you, thank you. Everybody loves me. Yep. Okay, so uh, this week we're talking about uh, Walking Dead Season 7, Episode 3, The Cell, I believe. Give me your initial impressions there, Jermaine. Um, well, it's again one of our favorite uh a totally different place in the story, which yep. again I hate on, but it, it just makes me laugh sometimes. <laughs> this whole again, there's some incredulous stuff. You're like, why do people do this? And then there was a uh, just Dwight Dwight being having his like Daryl starter kit is just cracking me up. Yeah, it's a little funny. Uh, but I, I say I will agree with you. Uh, it didn't bother me too much, but still I'm frustrated that we haven't checked in on the main group. Um, you know, mainly Rick um, and that, that crew after the fallout. Uh, another thing that I want to say, I feel like this episode made Negan less scary somehow. <laughs> and and uh, Yeah, it did. He right? came, yeah, he came across less scary in some instances, but then you are kind of getting a uh, feel for the creepy thing that he's doing. Right. Because every, every, every town, every person has a creepy thing they do, and I think we figured out his. What is this creepy thing? His thing is, is the women. Yeah, but we'll get into that in detail, but it's a little strange. It's, there's definitely more to it, but the way that it's being presented to us, at least in this episode, I have a million questions about it. But, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I will say that's my, my biggest disappointment is now that we're kind of understanding Negan a little better, it makes him less scary. You know, you keep the monster in the dark, that's how you um, make it scary. But when you get to know more about it, you know, it's you're starting to see that he has rules and he has, you know, he can be ingratiated upon, I don't know. Um, but he's like the nice monster, does that make him scarier? No, because like I feel he, like I feel like he could be easily like I, in the first episode I felt like he was just so oppressing of a monster uh that they couldn't do anything and they couldn't in that situation. But I'm already seeing after one episode of being around him, I'm like, okay, well this guy has some you know, he's trusting people too much. Um and he he's left alone with certain people. I don't know, it just doesn't seem like he has he's as smart or as omniscient and omnipotent as as he's been presented, at least in the first episode. So it lost a little bit of shine. Yeah, I guess time will tell. Okay. When we when we come back to season or episode thirteen, when we come back to this place, we'll find out. Oh, Jesus, yeah. All right, so let's jump right into it. So uh, once again, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to do a scene summary just to keep on on track, but we're going to feel free to dive uh da devolve yes devolve into tangents as they. Uh, as they present themselves. So, um, Dwight, uh, who I'm going to refer to as Two Face, um, <laughs> I, have, I can't figure out which nickname to call him. What do you have? Either Iron Dwight. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, 
Old Iron Pizza Giants. Face, <laughs> Pizza Face Daryl. Or, or uh, Subway Artist. <laughs> Subway Artist? <laughs> yeah. Oh, because of the sandwich? He makes a goddamn sandwich. They're all pretty good. Spoiler alert, he makes sandwiches. Okay, yeah, there will be spoilers for the rest of this episode. Uh, so if you haven't watched it yet, shame on you. Okay, so uh, Two-Face is having a great time. Um, and he's wearing Daryl's leather jacket. He's drinking booze. He's watching Who's the Boss, playing weird <laughs> bar games with other people and taking shots. Um we learn in this like montage that he is like a enforcer and tax collector for Negan. I guess we knew that to a certain extent, but he seems to be skimming off the top little things here and there, like bread for himself. He puts it in his own bag. He steals uh, mustard and pickles from a guy's trunk after I presume he got the shit kicked out of him, maybe died. Um, see, remember that guy that took off his shirt in the beginning? Yeah. That, that, that was his stuff, I imagine, right? Probably. Yeah, but did you notice that there was like a, a pregnant wife and a teenage boy watching uh, Dwight rummage through the guy's like locker? Yeah, it's like, uh, I, it's like uh, you know, it's like the shakedown. I'm coming to pay my taxes, pay your taxes. But but I think it was stuff. the dead guy or the guy who got the shit kicked out of him stuff. And I think it was Even his, his, his wife and uh, boy. Hey, yeah. we just killed your husband. Now give me your pickles. <laughs> now I'm going to take your pickles. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he did, he... Went full on sandwich artist, uh, and the sandwich looked pretty good to me. My wife thought it was disgusting, um, so she left the room before we even got the zombies because she thought, you know, pickles on uh, eggs. Just she thought it was revolting. Uh, I thought it <laughs> head, head, head caving in okay. Yeah. Pickle and egg sandwich, get me out of here. Oh, it. and she hates mustard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's eating his sandwich or about to, and he's outside watching a fenced-in yard full of zombies chained up and being managed by dudes in sweatsuits. It's pretty unclear. I got to tell you, I had to watch this episode twice. A lot of this stuff was confusing to me initially. Yeah, I don't know what this thing is. Yeah. But I am, I will say I'm intrigued. It's either like the worst Tough mutter course ever. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. Or, or I don't know. They say something about defense later or the wall or something later, I think. So yeah. I don't know. But that's not a very imposing thing to, oh, no, we can't get through that. Well, chained, it, chained, it, chained up zombies. Here's what, I, here's what I put together after watching the episode through twice. So I might be jumping ahead. But initially, that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, this is some kind of like torture zombie, like torture uh, obstacle course. And the guys that were inside uh, the 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 normal people were wearing the sweatsuits. I thought they were like contestants and their job was they were being punished by like having to run this obstacle course and not get killed uh, maybe forever or just being checked. But it looks like what I can put together is that these guys that are in the sweatsuits and Daryl gets put in a sweatsuit as well uh, have to put these people on the fence. And these people are people that were saviors that uh, acted up or thought they knew better. So this is a form, a different form of punishment. Um, the the employees of Negan Co. If they step out of line, yeah. their their uh, their uh, penalty is to be killed and live as a zombie, chained up on the fence for the rest of their life. And it's a there's a constant living reminder of what would happen if you betray him. So he has the brain bashing in for like new recruits or new towns. And he has this completely other form of punishment to keep his, uh, you know, underlings in line. That's the way I, that's what I put together, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, I think that's where it's going because if you notice, 
in their sweet sweatsuits um, uniforms. They have an A or an F on there, so I'm right. guessing there's a rank. Yep. And, uh, or maybe just a way to keep track of them. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but he's staring at these zombies. He he he, he portray or he focuses on one, and the, and the zombie was just stuck on a pole, and he kept like rising from his knees to stand up, and he yeah. thought he was gonna get off the pole, but no, he just goes right back down and he does it again. All um, I could think of was like a Disney ride. When I saw that. <laughs> a Disney ride? What kind of Disney ride? What, what are you talking about? Just like the animatronic things, oh, you know, they okay, just do yeah. the same thing. Yeah, no, not the zombie Disney ride. I don't think that exists. I wish. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, like they're they're being propped up and they yeah, it looked like an animatronic guy. Um, zombie, I will say, a zombie small world. That would be cool. That would be pretty good. Uh, we, uh, I, I can think of the myth of Sisyphus. If you remember from your, uh, I don't know. Um, College Greek uh, orgies. Uh, Sisyphus was who a guy doesn't? who was uh, damned to constantly push a big rock up a hill at the like all day, and the next morning it'd be at the bottom of the hill and he had to do it again. So it just like brings to mind a futile, repetitive actions. And I guess you know it's obvious that they want us to to I guess feel for Dwight or feel like Dwight's caught in this kind of like purgatory, which is essentially what this is. Yeah. Um. So after he made that uh, luscious sandwich, he goes back and makes a dog food sandwich for fucking naked <laughs> Daryl and just throws it to him. Hey, ladies, Daryl got naked. <laughs> yeah. You happy? You got your wish. I thought the same thing. I was just like, oh, naked Norman Reedus. People are going to love this. Yeah, he was a little dirty, but no big deal. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's the way the, the episode starts. Um. He is a, it's Dwight the Sandwich Artist, so I told you. Yeah, he is Dwight the Sandwich Artist. Uh, I like old Ironsides. I think I'm going to go with that going forward. Uh, but like, yeah. I'm partial to Iron Dwight, I think. Iron Dwight's not bad. All right, so uh, we do have the credits, and uh, basically we learned that, you know, D. White, I didn't even know this guy's name. I, I didn't bother to, to remember it. I remember him from last season, and then it took me a while to remember... And I and I just watched last season like a month ago, half ago, or something on Netflix. So it's not like it's been like uh, eight months, like most people. So um, I remember he was in the woods with the girls, and they lost the insulin, and then they took his bike. But that's about it. Yeah, do you remember they lost the girl to the glass zombies? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Ridiculous. All right. So uh, after the credits, uh, Daryl is being tortured, and his form of torture is being sleep deprived and put in a cell or basically just a room with no light, except for what escapes under the door. And he's forced to listen to a loud, uh, the loudest, most obnoxious song ever, over and over again. What do you think about that song? Easy Street. Yeah, I kept, I kept singing it. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna get tortured, that's a pretty good way to do it. So. I guess I'll give him props for that. Yeah, I looked it up. I was wondering if this the song was created for the show or if it was an existing song. And suppose it was an existing song. Uh, and that guy's got to feel good. He's <laughs> like residuals, finally. Yeah, exactly. And and like I, I saw an interview, and they're like, "Oh, well, you know, how do you feel about you know your upbeat song being used in like a torture scene?" He's like, "It's brilliant. <laughs> Click on my link for iTunes. Download it right now." Give me so. Give me some of that Walking Dead money. Yep, I want some of that Walking Dead money. So uh, he's being tortured, I guess, by sleep depriving. It. We really don't get a sense of time, um, but it's. He seems to just be in the room, and he gets woken up by the song. And the only interaction he has is his dog food sandwich, which comes, <laughs> I guess, every day. I don't know. 
Once again, we don't know the timeline here. Um, but eventually, Daryl is given a sweatshirt by Dwight. Um, and the next day, he's taken to the infirmary. Uh, and the two of them meet uh, Dwight's former companion, who just took a pregnancy test, which turns out to be negative. Uh, and she tells Daryl to do whatever they tell him to do. Yeah. Um, did you? I didn't understand what the fuck was happening, and I think that was intentional. Yeah, I mean, if you piece that... I didn't remember that was his wife or whatever because they didn't act yeah, like I it. Didn't. But that, that was the girl that they right in the in the previous season that he escaped with the girl right. and uh, her sister who needed insulin or whatever. And but I I, I didn't remember her face at all. So when Maybe I saw this, I didn't think anything of it. It just well, I thought some. I didn't think they were together, kind of thing. He was just like, "Hey, what's up?" Yeah, but later in the episode, we find out that this was his wife, and they're yep. now exes. And this is a very awkward scene because we learn. The pregnancy test is not to find out if she was pregnant with his baby, but somebody else's. Boy, oh, yeah. Yep. Negan's getting after it. God, God damn it. I want to say that for later. All right. So, yeah. yes. Um, she gives Daryl this little warning. Daryl gets checked out by the doctor. Um, he seems to be fine. And the doctor says, Negan will take care of you. Uh, so, obviously, Negan's got good health care. So, the benefits are pretty good working for Negan, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we get Especially a, in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. You need that. Uh, in a brief scene, uh, as the two are leaving the doctor's office in the hallway, Negan passes by real quick, and everybody stops what they're doing and kneels. Um, but he's quickly dismissed, and Daryl gets, for some reason, he sits in a chair, and he gets a good look at a, a furnished apartment, um, which is an odd scene besides the fact they come back to that furnished apartment later. I don't yeah. know what was going on here. Now, maybe just to show there's, there's nice things. I guess, I guess. Uh, they could have found a better way to do this, a more economical way to do this, but whatever. Um, then we go the two go to the zombie yard. Daryl gets a good look at it, um, and Two Face tells Daryl that his only choice is to be like him, or be made a zombie and put it in the yard like those guys. Um, As he wants to be like Daryl, he tells Daryl <laughs> to be like him. It's a big paradox. That is that. weird. Yeah, and and we gotta we gotta you know. The guy obviously wants to be just like Daryl. He drives around his motorcycle. He uses his uh, crossbow. He wears his jacket. I mean, they both look like squirrely uh, redneck dudes. Um, And when they get back later in the episode, they do this juxtaposition between the two guys to just really ram home that Dwight is the counterpart to uh, Daryl or wants to be. Uh, But I don't give a shit about Dwight, even after learning all this about him. So... Yeah, like I was, I one at the end of this episode, I didn't, I was like, all right, great, Dwight's a whatever, I don't care. And then I was just still mad at Daryl, like, oh, I'm not, I know I should feel bad for Daryl in this whole situation. Not yet, but because he's like, not being that tortured. I mean, he's... I like, he's, fuck him. Yeah, fuck, fuck him. He needs this. Like, he, it, his torture or abuse hasn't gone past the point where I feel anything really towards him. Um, and I think they're setting up D. White to be a redemptive p- character, meaning he'll, he'll leave Negan again, if not be instrumental in his downfall. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, so later, um, Two-Face and uh, Negan meet on a stairwell, and they discuss Daryl's progress. Negan says it's going well, slow, but he's he's going to do it. Um, and Negan gives him the chance to get laid. Uh, I believe the, the phrase is, um, what is it? I wrote it down. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I just told you 
<laughs> it was open. <laughs> I can't get it. I, I have no idea where it is. Do you have it? Happy hour at the pussy bar. And Dwight eats free. <laughs> uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, he first offers up his ex-wife uh, that we don't, once again, we don't know what's going on. So it's confusing. So he says, do you want to take a, take a turn in the Wayback machine with you know who? Uh, referring to Dwight's ex-wife, now Negan's wife, which is fucked up. Yeah. He says he's joking, but, you know, that's, that's the way a psychopath jokes. Not really funny. Uh, and then he says, uh, you can pick anybody you want as long as she says yes. And I'm thinking, isn't that the Women's way... Right. <laughs> and then I'm like thinking, isn't that the way sex always works? <laughs> like, what is Negan <laughs> doing to you? Like, uh, you know... I could say, Jermaine, go out and have sex with any woman who says yes. You can do that all the time. If somebody says yes, that's and it. And I do. Right. Uh, so I just didn't get it. Like, I wanted to know more about that. Like, is there a harem of girls who are, you know, are prostitutes when Negan tells them to be prostitutes? I didn't understand that. Um, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Like, what I when I started putting together, I was like, all right, this is Negan's creepy thing. He's uh, yeah. He's just ta- he's taking all the women. And he pays, like, he pays, for some reason they stick with, like, he's, he's a pimp he has, and he pays yeah. all of his uh, strong men with. Right, and he has point. The women, but only, weird... only if they say yes. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. That's my part that I don't understand. It's like, if he's making people do, uh, maybe they're saying yes and not saying yes, you know what I mean? Maybe he's like, you know, intimidates them with a bat and says, you want to do this, right? And they have to say, they catch the drift. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll, yeah, you're right. We'll probably learn. Um, but Dwight doesn't want to have sex, and Negan is immediately suspicious. And I really, I don't understand what his deal is besides maybe he still pines for his wife. Um, but we get a code orange, and I guess that means that somebody grabbed some shit and tried to escape. And yeah. Dwight volunteers to go do it, and uh, he takes off on Daryl's motorcycle to do this. All and right. just to note, in 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 the zombie world, you can find anybody anywhere when they leave a yeah, building. I don't understand. You that. can just go out in the woods, and you're like, "Oh, here's this guy." <laughs> Nobody knows how to hide. Uh, yeah, Anyways. the guys on the middle. Okay, we'll get to it. But yeah, <laughs> the the person on the 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 responder guy, the girl, or says there's only one of three ways he could have gone: the angel, the whatever. She names three paths, and we drive by the angel when he. Uh, leaves on his motorcycle so he picked one and i guess he picked right one of three ways which why are there more than one than three ways and why would you stay on the i understand you got to stay on the road probably to get far away but i don't know if i stole a vehicle i would go a few miles and then right into the woods or try to hide the vehicle um drive it off a cliff or something i don't know yeah Uh, yeah right people are just found too easy uh but we'll get to that so we go back to the cell, and because Dwight is away, uh, I guess Fat Joe <laughs> delivers the daily dog food uh, sandwich. <laughs> Big pun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, for some reason, he doesn't lock the door completely. Uh, Daryl's able to push it in, and he escapes and wanders around the halls for a bit. Um, on purpose or not? I don't. It was definitely on purpose because they found him way too easy. Either that or they had cameras, but it made me think like they. Fat Joe intentionally left it open because, you know, Fat Joe didn't receive any punishment for this later when uh, Daryl gets discovered. So is it like another test thing then? Right. See uh, what he does. Yeah, because Norman Reedus uh, in the previous scene when he was in the cell, he kept like prodding at the door. 
So it made me think he put something in there um, to make sure it didn't close or lock all the way. Uh, but it doesn't make any sense. It makes more sense that they let him escape because they were waiting for him. It was like he was set up. Yeah. Okay, so he's wandering around for a bit. Meanwhile, um, old Ironsides is uh, uh, runs into a strange scene that I don't really... It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but this is what I gather. Uh, it was the site of a car crash, um, but there's bodies everywhere, and there's like a puddle. And I guess the guardrail from the overpass has has given way because of the car crash. And you just have a bunch of zombies falling. But what I don't understand is, I, I don't know why he turns off his bike and walks his bike through the scene. Maybe to be quiet. I think it had, is this, it had a busted tire. I guess that was after this. It was after uh-huh. this. Yeah. When he, it, I don't know, maybe because he already saw the guy, conserved gas, who knows. He didn't see the guy Big. yet, or we didn't know that he saw the guy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. It didn't make any sense to me. I was just like, yeah, it's a fucked up weird scene with zombies uh, just driving the grass around it. We know this bike can off-road. It did it last season, I remember. Uh, but regardless... Maybe, it was, it's, maybe it's to find the guy who doesn't want to give away that he's being followed. Yeah, I guess. Like, it, it, but once well, again... Well, that's, that's a sensible answer, I guess. Yeah, and the, but that makes no... It's just like, so not only does he know exactly which way he went... He knows when to cut off the motorcycle and follow him on foot. Uh, it just yeah. seems crazy. Uh, I did like this scene though, because I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And all the, you know, all the, they all had broken legs yeah. or axe or something, and they were just staring at him. I and will then say the, when the one, and then yeah. the one fell from above him. I was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah, and that's, that's what we were supposed cool. to feel. And I, I will give it. I did appreciate the creature makeup in this. Like some of those zombies were really fucked up in cool looking ways. Um, yeah, did appreciate all that. Uh, yeah, somebody's he, spine was just sticking like straight out their back. That was pretty cool. People's arms were on backwards. It was all, all good. Um, but once again, it just didn't make any sense why he had to like slowly creep through the middle of them. Uh, didn't make a lot of sense. But regardless, yeah, the a zombie falls and he wrestles through the ground and is forced to fight another one. Um, and at the same time, like he's about to, he's fighting, and we hear like an explosion and see blood. And I thought there was somebody saved his ass, like which happens a million times. But I guess it was another zombie which which fell from the fucking uh, overpass and exploded in blood. So after a brief uh, warning in the hallway while Daryl's uh, running around from um, Ironside's ex, Daryl makes a break for it to the motorcycles outside, but is immediately surrounded by goons. So it's <laughs> she's like, "Hey, don't do everything you think you should do." And yeah. he's like, "Got it. Then I'm gonna do it yeah. anyways." Pointless. She's really pointless in this situation. Um. So Negan, once again, intimidates him, gives him three options. So Ironside gave him two, end up on the fence or be an enforcer like him. Uh, the third option is to work for points, which I'm just, I have all sorts of questions about that. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I just imagine. Well, what was it? Of, it, was, it was die? No, it's like work, work for, for me as a dead guy, work for points and wish you were dead or, um, you know, be my guy or whatever. I don't know what an enforcer, he, what word he used, but basically be like Dwight. <clears throat> so, I feel like, yeah, so go ahead. So what do you think? I'll, I'll stop there, but ba- uh, we'll, we'll lower. Let's wrap up the scene. So Daryl doesn't uh, make any choice. He keeps his mouth shut and Negan psychs him out. He's about to hit him in the head with a baseball bat and then stops and he says, you don't scare easy. I like that. Instead, he has the guys beat the shit out of him. So, what do you think this this point system is? Do you think it's just like a way for them to 
you know, keep people in indentured servitude, essentially? Yeah, so I think, well, there's two things. First, we I think we figured out where the I'm Negan thing comes from, because yeah. he makes the people say his name. Right. That was a big and question like, mark from last season. Yeah, so he's like, why does everybody say I'm Negan? So this is why he, when you accept being Negan, that means you're, I guess you're in his crew. So that's why everybody says I'm Negan. Right. And then, yeah, the point system. So, um, I get, you know, I don't know if it's like, uh, you know, you gain points and six points get you to the next level and then 12 points get you to the next level and you keep leveling up kind of thing. Yeah, for it's some kind of Chuck E. Cheese situation where you save yeah. points and you go to the, you know, the stand and get like the, you go, the zapper. You go to the pussy happy hour yeah. when you have enough points. Um, yeah, so obviously like you, you can just be dead and go get chained up in the Tough mutter course. Yeah, but he says or, work for me as a dead guy. I don't understand how that's working for him besides just being dead. And yeah. being a zombie on display. Yeah, I guess so. Um, I think... Obviously, I think... Well, Dwight had to... Iron Dwight had to pay up something because he got the iron to the face. Yeah. And he probably... You have to build up points to get back to a certain level, all that. And him probably treating Daryl like shit is what, you know, gets him points. Listening to Negan, doing whatever he says, gets him points. Um, but it made it seem like I got the the... The feeling because we talk, they, they talk later about the um, the sister that had the insulin problem or whatever. Yeah, that she couldn't. She got behind on points because she couldn't make enough points to pay for the meds. As if there's like the things they need, like oh, you want toilet paper? Well, you got to earn this amount of points, so you got to do this much amount of work. Yeah, um, but I don't know if there's a leveling system. Uh, that's that's remains to be seen. Yeah, and, you know, I think, uh, like, the women obviously get points by doing whatever he says in his harem. Um, and, you know, I don't know if the point system gets, like, weird and creepy, or is it just like, hey, you need di- you need this, uh, you need your diabetes medicine, fine, go get me a, a chainsaw, that kind of thing. Right. I don't know. It's a fucked up system, but it seems like there are systems in place, there are rules in place, which is why I refer to this as like a government or a form of government, because it seems like there's all sorts of infrastructure involved. Um, so it's, it's, I want to know more. That's, so that's something. Me wanting to know more is, is good. Uh, but, but I think this, you know, we, I think we learned that when, you know, they were chasing Dwight and whatever the girl's name was and took him back. Obviously, Dwight had to pay up by getting an iron to the face and becoming his lackey, and the girl had to become his wife, so uh, and we'll, you can't... Yeah, we'll get to that, because we get the whole backstory in a minute here. Oh, yeah, sorry. But, um, but yeah, let's let's continue. So, we go right back to, to Iron Dwight, which I'll call him this time, and uh, he looks like he got the shit kicked out of him. Um, so, he's, like, creeping along... The the tire on the the motorcycle is all fucked up now. I don't yeah. know how the fuck that happened. <sighs> metaphor. I don't know. I uh, yeah, you're probably right. It's just probably all for metaphor. Who cares about how it actually happened? Um, <laughs> and later on, uh, is he bitten? Because like at one point when he me- finally meets up with a dude, he keeps one arm in his jacket. I don't know if he's bitten. That would be too easy. You know. I I, I uh, agree, but like. He, he looks like he got or something. He how did he break any ribs? He just fell on the ground and then shot a walker in the head. What happened? I don't know. He's 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 a gentle 
He has a gentle body. I don't know. <laughs> he probably bruises easy. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, he's he's walking around and he sees the escapee and he runs up on him and tackles him. Uh, first off, I just have to reiterate the escapee was fighting with one zombie, which I, in the middle of a field in the open street. And, and Dwight happen? and Dwight like closed in a hundred yards <laughs> by running at him, and the guy it's still like, couldn't take him down with his knife until the last second. But did, how did you even get caught by a zombie? You're walking down the middle of a street. You see, you just go to the other side of the street. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There wasn't a lot of trees next to the road or something. I, I don't know how he got stuck up on him. But whatever. All right, so uh, then we go right back to Daryl. Once again, this juxtaposition between the two characters. Very annoying. We understand you're trying to make a, a parallel. No, here. wait, we didn't, we didn't finish with that guy, though. No, no, because we go back to Daryl very quickly. Oh, sorry, sorry. And Daryl is back in his cell, and he has a little conversation uh, with the ex-wife through the door this time. And she says, remember how uh, we took your stuff, and we were going to go back to Negan, and I said I was sorry, and you said you're going to be? Well, I am. So yeah. it's a pointless little scene. I guess more development for her, but um, just a quick little scene. All right, then we go back to Iron Dwight, and he's confronting the escapee, and they're walking back because his bike's all fucked up. Um, and I guess he was working for Negan and decided to leave. Um, basically, he gets this horrible conversation it's just this is the melodramatic crap that I hate about the show where like one character sums up the entire like situation uh very succinctly and and it's like, but there's so many of us and only one of him. Why do we take his bullshit? If we rose up and it was like, okay, I get it. That's that's the whole point. Yeah. Um But he wants to die. He doesn't want to go back. Uh but then Dwight's a dick and threatens to like kill everybody he ever talked to, uh, and put them on the fence as zombies. And then yeah. he said, make them, feed them shit sandwiches for the rest of their life. <laughs> like, okay. I told you he's a sandwich artist, man. He is. He's like, not only can he make an egg sandwich and a dog food sandwich, but you haven't even seen his shit sandwich yet. I imagine it's amazing. Yeah. Okay. He, uh, call, he calls it the turd burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so yeah, it's just an overly long scene. I, I don't really get anything from it besides... He's walking back, and Dwight decides to to shoot. We hey, hear a shot, he and his body out, right? drops. Yep. And that's how the scene ends. So what did you think about the scene in this whole long, melodramatic conversation between the two? Um, I guess it just reiterates that people, I don't want to say fairly often, but people want to leave. For you. So it, clearly it's not as, I don't know if it even seems good, but it's not good. It, it seems like if you're on the bottom, it's just shit. Like, it's awful. And you don't, if you don't have the points or whatever, things just don't get any better. So, because yeah. Dwight left, Dwight left with his other two, and this guy. This wants is to another leave. guy leaving. So yeah, you're right. I I I think this is another reason why Negan's not as scary after this episode because like, you would think he's got all these people as part of his like ar- goon army, and then all these other people that are outside his goon army giving him taxes and stuff. You would think he'd have a well-oiled machine of a, a system here, and it seems like yeah, you're right. People are just leaving all willy-nilly. I mean, they might not get away, but still the fact that they're leaving means, you know, you know, upper management should re- reconsider their strategy here, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll, maybe we'll find out more. Yeah, I hope so. I, yeah, I think that's... A, I, I just have more questions about uh, the whole Negan society. Okay. Um, so, 
I guess we we go back to whatever the I don't even know where Daryl's being held. Like, what's what were we gonna call that? A sanctuary or I don't know. Uh, it's like a high school or so, something. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll do it. And and this is a high school scene because Two Face awkwardly has a conversation in a cigarette with his ex wife in the in the fucking stairwell, <laughs> just like uh, some delinquents in fucking high school. Um, and basically it's just really weird. They both seem awkward around each other. Um, and they both lie when asked, um, is he treating you good? And are you happy? They both say yes. Uh, so obviously they're lying to each other. Um, yeah. And I jumped ahead, but this is where he says, did he get, did he get you or whatever? Did he get after you? And she said, yep. No, I thought he said, did you, did he treat, does he treat you good? Oh, I thought he was talking. I think I thought he said, um, "Did he get after it? Yeah, is he going to ask yeah. his wife it? Did he did he nail it hard, honey? No, yeah. that's not something somebody's going to say. <laughs> wife, ex, or otherwise. Did he get to you? I think is what it, it he said. Uh, well, we can go back and look at the tape. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, but it was just a you know once again trying to the, to develop this scene uh, in the relationship and build up Dwight as a complicated character. Once again, I just I really don't care. I don't have any sympathy for Dwight. <laughs> Sounds awful, but he's just not a flesh and out character, and it's and that's another part with the the show is they introduce so many people and you lose so many people that you're just like, it, it takes a lot for me to get invested in a character when I know there's a good chance Dwight's gonna die this season, if not the next few episodes, if we ever come back to this place. Yeah. All right, so uh, Daryl continues to get tortured in his box, refuses to eat his shit sandwich, so that doesn't <laughs> make uh, uh, Iron Daryl or Iron Dwight. Pizza face Dwight. Yeah. Or pizza face Daryl. <laughs> uh, so many good nicknames. Uh, so that doesn't make um, Dwight happy. So he drops a Polaroid. Presumably that Polaroid is of Glenn's head smashed in. But I yeah. couldn't tell because it was so dark. Yeah, I guess it was implied. You know, right. he said, look at your friend or whatever, but you couldn't see it. But you just have to assume that it's Glenn. Right. And then afterwards. Which, which, which you got killed, Daryl. Don't right. forget. And and I believe the guy lets him know that it's, you know, it's his fault, his friend's dead. Uh, which it is. Um But we get they get a different music and they let Daryl just stew and he finally breaks and cries like a little bitch. Yep. I killed my friend. Oh no. Um So then Two Face takes Daryl to see uh Negan in that furnished apartment from earlier. Um we get the whole backstory of Two Face and his wife finally. So Essentially, what happened was uh, Dwight's wife's sister needed all these meds, couldn't pay for them because she couldn't require the the points for the medication because they were hard to get. Uh, so, I don't. Did Negan ask her to marry him initially? Is that what happened? And she said, "I'll think about it." I think that's what happened. And anyway, he didn't. She didn't want to marry him, so they all ran away. The wife, uh, Dwight, and the sister. With a shitload of meds that they stole from Negan. Um, and obviously they ran into Daryl and all that shit happened. The the girl got killed in the glass zombie house. And uh, they went decided to go back to Negan uh, with Daryl's stuff. And um, they asked for forgiveness. Dwight asked to be killed instead of just, just him and spare his wife. Negan thought that was uh, cute, so he was just going to kill Dwight. But then Negan's wife... She's got to have a name. Do you remember it? I can't remember at all. Okay, so Dwight's wife volunteers to marry uh, Negan instead if she lets Dwight live. Um, 
So obviously they took that offer, uh, and he said it wasn't enough, so Dwight still had to get the iron, quote-unquote. Um, but they both got to live. And Negan says, we're cool now. Everything's good. We're yeah, best we're, friends. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it's a lot of trust in Daryl or, or in Dwight, you know? Uh, it just seems like... And it seems like another situation where there's no lieutenants, there's no chain of command. It's all Negan. So, yeah, if somebody um, just killed him, the whole place would fall apart pretty... It'd be it'd devolve into chaos, I would think, really quickly. I get, Well, he does have a right-hand man. If you remember in the first episode, he said, always have a right-hand man. And, you mean Johnny Knoxville? Yeah, with Johnny Knoxville, exactly. <laughs> I guess, but we haven't and, seen uh, that guy, so I wonder yeah, how we haven't seen is. any structure outside of Negan, and everybody just bows, and then this point system, which I guess we'll get into later in the episode. Right. But yeah. Uh, Clearly, he, he does some brutal shit, and then everybody's cool afterwards. Yeah, I so guess. We still have to see why the, he has his base of power, why everybody listens to him, because... Just like the guy that Iron Dwight went to find, he's like, just why don't you just stab Negan or whatever? Yeah, and I get like I don't get it. People just just shank him as he walks past, but he nobody does. He could have so. done this in the room with Daryl. Yep. You know they they, I, I think you could get away. I think you I mean could clearly. Kill, I think you could kill Negan in that room. Obviously, he's whatever. Dwight is tortured and you know has been mentally broken is now, but he's conflicted. Obviously, that's what this whole episode's about. I mean, obviously, I guess you got to take that Negan is a badass since he took uh, Rick on the bus and was just like, me and him are going to go. And, you, you know, you know, Rick's a badass, but yeah, but, they, but he didn't do anything. To but him, Negan so. saw that coming and he prepared for it. He's not going to yeah. prepare for Dwight, who he thinks he has under his thumb. We're cool. Yeah. To, to just, um, I don't know, stab him real quick when his back's turned to him in that that uh, apartment. I don't know. This is a, you know, whatever. I'm just getting frustrated here. Uh, but basically, Negan asks Daryl one more time whether he wants to get on board, yes or no, um, and asks Daryl what his name is. And instead of replying Negan like he was supposed to, he replies Daryl and is sent back to his little cell. Yep. So obviously, uh, Negan sees something in Daryl and wants him to be an enforcer. He wants to turn him. Uh, but I guess... I don't understand why he wouldn't just kill him there. Um, you know yeah, what I mean? It's, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, why, like, if he turned him down again, like, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I feel I feel like this is a situation that doesn't happen often. So you know, people right. talking back to Negan, or maybe it's because it's in a less public place that he's dealing with it. Because like we know, when Daryl punched me, he's like, no, nope, that doesn't happen. I'm going to smash Glenn's head in. Right, and that was in front oh. of a whole bunch of new people and his whole crew. So yeah, he had to do. Gotta, it, I guess he's got to maintain his reputation. But I guess in this uh, sweet, sweet apartment, you know, maybe he tries. He takes a little bit more or something like that. Yeah, I just but, don't. Uh, I just don't see like Daryl's cool and all, but like, he, do you need enforcers this much? I don't know. Yeah. And uh, we still don't have an idea of how big the saviors are yeah. or what their situation is. So maybe either he doesn't have a lot of people or he can or he can just string people along like this and wait till they break kind of thing. Who knows? Yeah, we have no idea. But yeah, I, I want to know the scale as well of how big this operation is. But I'm still I mean, I'm still intrigued why of how this works. Yeah, I guess that's that's my thing is uh 
I'd like to see how this is all going to shake out and how how they're able to be so how he's able to do it, what the ins and outs are. I guess to take it down, I don't know. Obviously, this is going to fall somehow, but uh, I just want to know more. And and like I said, that's a point in the positive for this episode, the fact that we want to know more. So let's close this out. Um, So when Daryl's escorted back to his room for lockup, um, he says, he tells Dwight he understands why he did it and joined up. It was for somebody else's sake. And Daryl says, it's also for somebody else's sake that I will not submit or kneel or whatever. So Dwight, somewhat frustrated, locks him up and goes to uh, go to the zombie yard to drink beer and throw bottles. And then we get the <laughs> idea that just like a, you know, just like a trailer park guy is. And uh, we see the escapee is now on the fence as a zombie. So when his back was turned, uh, Dwight did not put a bullet in his head, but instead put a bullet in his back and took his body back to be hung up on the fence. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah, the 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 two the two F guys had a new uh, a bucket zombie to attach to the fence. Yeah. So yeah, we see that, and you know, there's a whole kind of host of psychological things that could be for you know this guy left now he's fence zombie and right and, and, so, and, and you know people him. other people will see fence zombie I'll be like oh that's that's uh, our friend Johnny T so now a fence zombie. Yeah. I don't want to run away now. Yeah. Guess what? That's so, what the deal is. Yeah, and again, I you know I guess some more details will come out, but it's it's setting up to be an interesting situation once we I guess get further into the whole savior society and what this is and what the points are and the the Negan harem. We'll yeah, see what that turns out to be. What other place do you think we'll go next week where we won't? I, I no, I think I did watch the previews for next week and we finally do get to check in on the group. But how long until we get back to Daryl? Oh man! It's all seriousness. What do you think? Another Probably three episodes. Three episodes. Yeah. I think it might go. I might. I think it might be on this rotation till things converge because they'll have to go back to the kingdom. So they'll go back to Alexandria, then the kingdom, and then they'll go to Daryl. Oh god! Ah, uh, that's gonna be rough. This is why. It's <laughs> why I quit this show several times, but yeah. I'm gonna stick through it this season, no matter how hard it gets. And I imagine we'll have a mid-season finale, uh, episode eight or nine or whatever okay so uh to wrap this up let's rate it you can go sandwiches or the standard uh five stars yeah uh i'm gonna in honor of sandwich artist dwight i'm gonna give it a sandwich rating um i think it was good it's good story building as much as i hated dwight and daryl and just tried to make fun of them the whole time um the the daryl starter kit's just cracking me up um (laughs) The, uh, I am interested to see what's going on with the saviors, how big they are, what's this system, what are the sweatsuits with the A and F, uh, what are points, how big, you know, how does he run his uh, his harem of women, all that kind of stuff, and why does he garner so much respect? So, um, what's I will give it, uh, I'll give it a sweet onion chicken teriyaki from Subway. That's with, pretty good. Which equates to, uh, I'll say a two and a half. Okay, I'll go slightly higher and say three stars, but if I was going to put a sandwich on it, I would say, um, you know, maybe a fried egg and pickle with mustard <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> you know, it's pretty good, but it's kind of gross at the same time. 
Um, uh, but I will say that uh, this was another episode where I we didn't get a check in on the main crew, and I was upset by that. But at the same time, there was enough intrigue. I'm interested in seeing what these people do. Um, unlike last episode, I mean, last episode, there's no way the people in the kingdom are going to take on Negan by themselves. So they're just going to be part of the coalition. So I'm not even that interested in them. And plus, it's only dealing with two characters here. At least we know that this is going to converge um, directly. You know, we're going to see Negan again with the regular crew. Daryl's going to escape or maybe turn bad for a second, which will be fucking stupid as fuck. God, I don't want to see that. Well, that's like, remember when he was hanging, he was traveling with that one group, the claimers or whatever. Oh yeah. Like I got dibs on this. Right. That, those guys. I think, I think the the savior's power just has to be from size because the kingdom has guns. They have walls. They have people. Alexandria has guns. The hilltop, I don't know how many guns, but you know, like they all have arms. Yeah, and no matter but how... But it just seems like the saviors are bigger than everybody else, and that's really it. But that's the problem, because they're bigger than each individual group, but obviously these groups, Alexandria, Hilltop, the Kingdom, they're, and whoever, like 15 other groups, are going to get together and have one massive civil war. Or The War know, of the Five Kings? Yes, the War of the Five <laughs> Kings, yep. Um, but that's obviously what's going to happen. There's there's no way that's not going to happen. Um but uh, yeah, I will say I'm going to give it a three because I think it was uh, more intriguing than last week's. Um, and I'm excited for next week when we actually get to check in on Rick and see how uh, he's dealing with the post-traumatic stress. Um, you mean who's the boss? Who's the boss? <laughs> oh, man, I want to see more episodes of who, Who's the Boss. Um, um, it'd, be, it's, it, it'd be interesting to see how beat down Rick is. And then uh, yeah. uh, if, if the saviors come in that episode to like collect on a collect on debt, you know, their tax at that time. I don't know if they'll do that in the next episode, but that's what it seems better. like it's going to happen. They, they better. Cause I don't want to have a whole episode of Rick just being a bitch. No, no, being, that's what <laughs> in the previews, it did show Negan outside of Alexandria saying, you know, knock, knock, let me in or, uh, not by the hair of my chin chin. I don't know. He said something basically it made it seem like he is going personally to collect the first taxes. And yeah. I imagine somebody's going to act up. I don't know if they'll get their heads bashed in, but, Obviously, it's not going to go smoothly. I feel he'll, he's. It's weird. Like he he says he seems like he treats the women with respect, but then he has a harem of them. So I wonder if oh, like well, his big oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. I didn't get a chance to. So does he have a harem? That's I think so. How do we know that? We're just guessing at that because he said she wanted to marry me, or do you want to marry me? Uh, is he? marrying these women that he takes into his stable like when, I and think why so. would he why don't he just sleep with them or have them be he's a proper man I guess. he needs to he needs to make the girl legit and marry him i think it just shows possession it's like a it's it, i think it's a possession based mm-hmm. you know this is my stuff yeah and he'll he'll lend it out if the girl says okay kind of thing I think you know he may try maybe not next episode but he'll maybe he'll try and collect another woman or something Maybe and, oh yeah uh, from uh, maybe he has to collect a woman from Alexandria yeah that'd be interesting but you're right I, I think we need to find out his creep thing uh, which is probably women uh, but you know what it made me think of is the latest Mad Max movie um, that guy the because uh, they're both post apocalyptic Morton Joe yeah yeah so, I, I thought uh, I thought the exact same thing good okay so he had a harem of women that he was trying to get pregnant. Um, and they and they got they they escaped. So 
curious to see if he has his harem or what the situation is. Um, but yeah, he has these rules. He wants to get married. It's this like show of rules and orders, even though, you know, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Um, it's and just it, you know, what else I was thinking about is, um, you know, he likes power and possession and owning stuff. I wonder if he knows Ezekiel has a tiger. Cause that just seems like a, something that he would want to take. He's like, Hey, I want your tiger. Right. And I wonder, I wonder if that happens in that Ezekiel, I don't think would handle that very well. So like I said, I, if the tiger doesn't kill somebody. I'm going to be very upset. Oh yeah. Better. But I wonder if Negan like finds out he see he sees it or he has it or something. He's like, I want your tiger. Like give me your sandwich in jail. Kind of give thing. me your sandwich. Uh, and we've already established in this world there aren't zombie animals, right? Uh, so far. Right. There's Z- no zombies th- eating animals, but no, no zombie animals. Yeah, because a zombie tiger would be pretty cool. All right, let's uh, end it there. Um, thank you, Jermaine, for being on. Do you have anything you want to um, plug right now? Uh, just that Brian's the worst. Brian is the worst. Okay. Um, I will plug Ashamed of Thrones, our sister podcast, where we talk about... Uh, a Game of Thrones, uh, and we're currently in a horrible, long rewatch project in somewhere in season two right now. But that comes out on Tuesdays as well. Uh, also, if you... I have a huge following in that podcast, by the way. Yes, People Jermaine is well-liked in that podcast as well. Uh, but let us know how we're doing. Uh, you know, iTunes, rate, review us, all that good stuff. All right, guys, thank you very much, and we will see you next Tuesday. If you rate us well, we'll make you a dog shit, dog shit, dog shit sandwich. Dog shit sandwich? Yep. Yeah. Go without saying. Take care, guys.